Lloyd Jackson here. You're listening to the first episode of the Building the Future podcast sponsored by the Mechanical Contractors Association, MCA Detroit. We are at the Construction Career and Job Fair at the Detroit Carpenter and Millwright Training Center on American Street in Detroit. Now, every episode, we will be putting a spotlight on the union construction trades, training programs, and why it's the career path of the future. We talk with the decision makers in the community, the construction industry, students, teachers, and school counselors that are helping grow this great career opportunity. We're live at the Construction Career and Job Fair at the Detroit Carpenter and Millwright Training Center on American Street in Detroit. My first guest is Detroit City Councilman Scott Benson from District 3. Councilman, it's good to see you. Hey, good to see you and good to be seen. Talk about this construction career and job fair. This is something that you've been uh, working on, baking kind of like in the oven for a little while. So eight months, we've been putting this puppy together for eight months, and we are so excited and very proud of the turnout that we had today. We've got great partners to help make this happen. We've got over 200 kids that came out today. This is excellent, and it's really about ensuring that our youth are exposed to the careers and trades. And so we've got the carpenters, we've got the pipe fitters, we've got the electricians, the operators. We have so many people here today, and this is just the future. And the youth are obviously the future, but we also need to ensure that we're replenishing the trades. And this is the opportunity to make sure the trades are replenished, but to also make sure that these youth are exposed to the opportunities. They're starting out making $60,000 a year. There is no debt for college. They can walk away with an AA degree. And so, and then go on to a four-year college they choose to later in life and become entrepreneurs and own their own companies and make lots of money. This is just a great entree into the working world and into the world of the skilled trades. And so, you know, these young people can work with these apprentices apprentices, and get paid while they work, learn this. And I mean, even at a young age, can make good money and start, you know, and, and some of them have started families early. They can take care of their families and be proud, hold their head up. They can do that. And you have the benefits. You have all kind of other perks about being a member of the skilled trades, being a member of a union. This is fantastic. And you're right. So if you come out of high school at the age of 18 and you're starting out making $25, $30 an hour, you're doing quite well. That is family supportable type money. And it's a career. You get yourself a journeyman's card. You take that with you around the world and support your family and support your community. And these are the people who will be building Detroit moving forward and Michigan. And, you know, college is not for everyone. And I'm sure you get young people who come to you and say, you know, I I really don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to go to college or not. I kind of want to get into what I want to do like right now. That's this is a way to do that. Oh, this is a great way to do that. And like I said, if you're coming out of high school making twenty five, thirty dollars an hour, you're doing okay for yourself. And (laughs) maybe you have a child already and you're doing okay for your family as well. You got benefits, you got education benefits. And you're right. College isn't for everybody. And if it is, maybe it's not for you right now. But this is a way to learn a trade and to take that. This is transferable around the world. And so really getting people exposed. There's plenty of work right now. There's a shortage of skilled trades. And the projection is we're going to continue to see a shortage unless we get a good number of young people who want to go into skilled trades. And the way you do that is expose them. That's what we're doing today. And so we also have the seafarers. We also have um, Detroit Fire Department here today, the Sheriff's Department here today. So we're exposing them to all these different opportunities, not just the skilled trades, but other unions as well. You know, uh, in the city of Detroit, and I'm sure you know this, there are just, you know, things are happening all the time. Buildings are going up. Things are being built. They need these 
skilled trades, people, people are retiring, they need to replenish. There's a lot of work to be done. The future looks bright for young people who want to get into this field. Oh, boy. And if people are following the construction industry right now, over the last three years, we've seen a 40 percent increase in the cost of doing construction. You know where that 40 percent goes? A little bit into materials and a whole lot into labor. So people are making good money right now in skilled trades. And there's a shortage and it's projected to be a continued shortage. And my mantra is my three critical issues for the city of Detroit, jobs, jobs, and more jobs. And that's what we're doing here today. We've got to make sure that our young people are exposed and know about these opportunities. And that's what this is here today. It's an opportunity to help build Detroit. And we need them. We need them. Yes. And you got to take advantage, too, of the infrastructure and what the uh, president has done with the infrastructure bill, the monies that are going to uh, cities and states across the country. Got to take advantage of that. It's going to mean more work. More work means more jobs. Jobs, jobs, and more jobs. I had a chance to talk to a young man today. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I think I want to do electricity. I said, you know what? That's a good move. The president has committed, uh, the federal government's committed to billions of dollars in electric- electrical upgrades. We're looking to build out the grid for our EVs moving forward. You will have work for your entire career if you go into the electric electrical workers. EVs are the future, and we have to build out the grid. And you can be on the cutting edge on the ground floor of that. There's nowhere to go but up on the ground floor. And, you know, and I want to talk to you as uh, African-American to an African-American in the shortage uh, of, of workers. But a lot of African-Americans, a lot of them don't know about this. And this is something that they can do as well. So you're hitting all the key topics today. And so <laughs> when I talk about exposure, that's my way to say that. Okay. And the kitchen table topic often isn't, well, I'm going to be a seafarer. I'm going to be an electrician or I'm going to go to the department of the Detroit Fire Department. That's often not the conversation. That's why it's so critical that we expose the youth to these opportunities. That's what we're doing today. And we hope to keep doing this. We've been working on this for eight months, and we got a great turnout. The kids are excited. They are enthusiastic, and they are really motivated to get into the workforce. And they're going to be graduating this year and or next year. And we also have the young adults who are already graduated looking for jobs. And everybody really wants to be here. It's really interested. And they get a chance to see what it really looks like to be here at the Carpenters and Millwrights campus, what it means to work, the operating engineers outside with spider crane. You've got the bricklayers outside putting in mortar so people understand what that's like, putting in tiles for showers or backsplashes for homes. All of these things that you see on TV, we're doing here today. And this is how you get kids into the workforce of the future. And, you know, you were talking about the exposure because I just remember as a as a kid, you know, driving around my dad and we're you know driving downtown and we're driving to different places. And I'm seeing construction workers uh, outside the window up on buildings, you know, with the cranes. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking out like, wow, you know, how does that happen? You, it, in your mind, you're like, boy, you got to be almost Superman to be able to do those things. But when these young people come in places like this, they understand, they see how you get trained and how they can be that person that they see on the building. And so it's so enthusiastic to see these young people really excited. And so they see the spider crane outside, the operating engineers and our good partners from MCA who are helping to host the show also helped us bring this together today. And so that was critical. So we really appreciate their support and their help. But just to be able to see what your opportunities are and what it means to hop into a spider crane or to put some mortar down to get yourself a head joint and a base joint, as I learned today. And when you talk <laughs> about the work schedule of a firefighter, you really see the eyes light up of these young people about what the future holds and what the opportunities are. And when you tell them in five years you can be making six digits, that's also a motivator.
and you got pension, and you've got medical, and you've got other perks. Not a bad deal. What kind of response do you get from, I, I, I understand, we've talked about the, the response you get from the kids, but what response do you get from the counselors and of these schools and then parents as well? So, great question. So, very exciting to see that we have parents show up today. We also had school counselors and instructors come out with the kids, and they're telling them, hey, go over here. You've been really interested in that. Go over there. They're really excited. They're also very appreciative that we have this job fair here today at the Carpenter Mill Rice campus. We had all we had the food for the young people today. We had the actual demonstrations for the young people today, and we had the opportunity for them to learn what it meant and to see what a professional campus looks like. This isn't what you're looking at at school. Mm -hmm. This is modern. This is brand new, and this is excellent. What triggered you to, to, you said this has been in kind of in the works for eight months. Was it something that triggered you to say, we got to, we got to do something? Yes. I'm glad you asked that question as well, because my focus for the city of Detroit, jobs, jobs, and more jobs. And when we see the cost of construction going up and we see a dearth of skilled trades in the city of Detroit, and we see our young people who need jobs and have not been exposed, I see there's a gap there. I'm going to try to help fill this gap. Let's expose the young people to the trades. Let's help fill that gap. We need more skilled trades. And these are great jobs. And for selfish reasons, I want to make sure that the residents of Detroit have good jobs. Our youth are going to be able to stay in Detroit, pay their property taxes, send their kids to school, go on vacation, have a quality of life that they can be proud of. And like you said earlier, hold your head up high. Take your family places. Do the things that you want to do. But I want you to do them right here in Detroit. And if I can hire you, get you educated, hopefully you'll stay here. And that's the thing. You want people to be here as well. You want to infuse the city with families and have people move back into neighborhoods and, and, and keep it going that way. Stable cities have strong middle class bases. They have a strong family base. And I need young people to see Detroit as an opportunity to raise a family, to worship, to work, and to play. And this is the way got some money in your pocket, you can do all those things. And if you got a good, stable family, you're more likely to stay there. And so these are all the things that bring it together. And once again, jobs, jobs, and jobs. I especially want to thank our partners, Lubermere, from my staff, Pacheco. I also want to make sure that we say thank you to MCA, as well as Must Construction Careers. They were both very instrumental in making sure that this came together today. And they helped us get here. Without their support, we wouldn't have had such a great um, outcome today, and it takes teamwork to make our dream work. And this is the dream today. Councilman Scott Benson, 3rd District, thank you so much for being part of this uh, program today. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. And this is just another opportunity to show how residency has its privileges. We're at the Construction, Career, and Job Fair at the Detroit Carpenter and Millwright Training Center. This is Building the Future podcast. Our next guest. Prudence Rose. She is the Director of Apprenticeship for Musk Construction Careers. She also works with the, all the building trades. They hire her to make sure she gets the word out about things like this, like this construction career and job fair. Prudence, is good to talk with you. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I want to talk about the, the importance of this career fair and the importance of having not just young people, not just youth, but adults as part of the trades? Well, as you know, in the trades, there is a great deficit right now, and we need construction workers. We need apprentices. We need journeymen. Uh, with the baby boomers all retiring, it's a, a great time for everyone to get involved. 
And, you know, it's great to speak with young people that are just graduating 10th, 11th, 12th grade, because we tell them about the math they need and, and the reading and locating information they have to have and all the different things they need to take the test to get into the trades. But then we have a lot of adults out there that are searching for either a career change or a career period because they haven't been working. And I like to reach out to them because they're of the age where they know what they want to do. They're maybe 25, 30, 35 years old, 40 even. I mean, we, we have no age limit. And they, they know what they want. And they are very much interested in getting a career. You notice I didn't say job. These are all careers. None of these are jobs. And in the city of Detroit right now, there is uh, something that's out there that we have to do if we want to hire people for our jobs in the city of Detroit. It's 51% Detroit participation. It's not minority. It's Detroit. So um, we're very much... Uh, aware of the fact that there aren't as many Detroiters as we would like right now. Right. So we're out there constantly. I'm out there trying to get more and more Detroiters into a construction trade. And, and things like this help. Absolutely. These are, these are just so important, not just for the young adults, but for like, uh, as Councilman Benson was saying, there were families here. There were parents here. It's very important. You know, I've gotten parents into the trade. Wow. They've come and uh, and uh, we've gotten them in. It, it's amazing. They see that there's a career opportunity for them and they can get in. It's all about your math and your reading and locating information. And uh, I'll talk. I want to talk one thing about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Young people, a lot of them don't have the math skills they need or the reading and locating information skills they need. Well, there is a group called Access for All. Access for All is a 14-week pre-apprenticeship program, and it's very important because it's free, and they can get this training to its applied mathematics, applied reading and locating information, and they can get this training that helps them pass the test to get into a construction trade. And it's available to anyone who wants it. They can go online and they can just look up Access for All. Mm -hmm. They also have a program at Ser Metro. It's their bridge program. That's they also right. do the same thing. And they have a great program uh, for this as well. There are a few people out there that are doing this, and it's important. If you don't think you're going to pass the test, get help. And the help is out there. And Access for All used to be just for Detroiters. Now it's statewide. It's federally funded, and it go through the whole state. So it's important for people that are listening to this that aren't even in Detroit, yeah. they may be in Roseville or Warren or some other area, that they're, this is available to them also. Not only youth and adults in the city of Detroit who are living in the city of Detroit, but I would have to think as well that there are some people who are coming out of prison. Absolutely. That are looking for a job. And a lot of places will say, well, you know, you've been in prison, you're a felon or whatever, and I can't help you. But these people have been working with their hands while they were incarcerated. They want to do the, and they want to turn their lives around. Right. And I will tell you right now, uh, Laura Kopeck and I talked to someone today who wants to put on a career fair for returning citizens. And we both said, yes, let's do it. Uh, returning citizens. It's very important. The trades are, uh, uh, very user-friendly to returning citizens. Uh, 
my motto in this is I don't care where you've been. I care where you're going. Absolutely. And the other thing is that we want women in the trade. Yes. Women are very important to the trade. We want um, African-Americans. We want Hispanics. We want uh, anyone that wants to get into the trades. Um, this isn't your grandfather's uh trade any longer. <laughs> this is the trade for the Americas now. We want everyone. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up women because I was going to ask that because, you know, as a kid, you know, you see construction workers most of the time, men, you, we're talking about this. I'm sure some women are listening, some girls are listening and they're saying, well, you know, I, I, I don't mind building things. I like building things. Can I get into it as well? Absolutely. You know, I was at a career fair the other day and I had 15 young girls who were interested in construction. I was beyond excited, trust me. <laughs> and I will tell you, I ran, a I ran a contracting firm for 25 years and I could barely get any women to get into the trades. Wow. And now that there's people out there like myself and like uh, Laura Kopeck from MCA and uh, that are role models, for young women who are trying to get in the trades. I think it's helped a lot. You know, the president, uh, President Biden uh, and the Congress have been talking a lot about getting rid, getting rid of, of um, uh, student loans or reducing student loans. And kids are talking about student loans. Or, yeah, I, got, I can't afford to go to school. I got to take out a loan. If you do this and get into this apprenticeship, you're, you're debt free when you're done. Well, absolutely. You know, this is earn as you learn, no college debt. When you graduate, you're anywhere from sixty to $150,000 a year, depending on the trade you pick. And uh, I'm going to let Laura talk a, a little bit when, when, when she, she talks talk, okay. about this and why it's so important about the, uh, the money and how you get in, because okay. she has got some excellent uh, little uh, quips on this that <laughs> she will pass on to you. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, once again, we're at the Construction Career and Job Fair. And, you know, these types of uh, fairs, you know, expose uh, not only young people, but adults to this construction trade. And, you know, it's it's really it's it's really almost like a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Is it? it is. It's absolutely. And that's what it's called. It's called the brotherhood and the sisterhood. That's exactly what they call themselves. When you're in the union, you are in the brotherhood or you're in the sisterhood. Uh, one of the things that you have to know about getting in the trades is, uh, you know, the how you qualify, mm -hmm. things like that. And, uh, and you have to be 18 years of age or older. You have to have a high school diploma or a GED. And some of the trades, you have to have one year of algebra on your transcripts. Not all, but some. Mm -hmm. You have to have a car and a driver's license because you go all over. Right. You go everywhere. So the car and the driver's license are very, very important. And uh, you have to be 100% drug-free. And that means zero tolerance for drugs. Mm -hmm. There is, I mean, I go to career fairs and people will say to me, well, what about medical marijuana? I'm like, no, you must be completely drug-free. So, uh, uh, Prudence, tell me how can people get more information through Mustang? about the trades and what they need to do. Okay, well, we have a site. It's called uh, info at mustcareers.org. And I pass out uh, uh, brochures at every single career fair I go to, and it has uh, mustcareers.org on it. And you can go to the site, and all 22 of the union construction trades are on that site. They have videos. They have information on how you can call each one. 
They'll also put on the site um, information on when they're accepting applications and how they're accepting applications. So these are, all they have to do is go to the site and they can always call me. Uh, I'm available at any time to talk to students or adults who want to get into the trades. And I'll give you my phone number because I give it to everyone. It's 248-808-0028. And people call me all the time and ask me, how can I do this? And that's my job for MUST is to try and help these people get into the trades. Prudence Rose, thank you so much for being thank here. You. I really appreciate seeing you again. Prudence Rose is Director of Apprenticeship and Outreach at Musk Construction Careers. This is the Building the Future podcast. We are at the Construction and Career and Job Fair at Detroit's Carpenter and Millwright Training Center in Detroit. And I'm speaking with Laura Kopak. She is the Director of Government Affairs and Community Relations for MCA Detroit. Laura, it's good to see you again. Nice to see you. Uh, you know, I was just talking to Prudence, and uh, we were talking a little bit about how these young people get into the apprenticeship program and adults, and when they come out, they are debt-free. They don't have to worry about dealing with um, uh, student loans and, and having that on their backs. Talk a little bit about that and how important that is. Well, that's really important because when you're starting your career out and you have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, it's going to take a large chunk out of your change to pay that back. And I know that from experience. I went to law school and I had, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt. It took me approximately 13 years to pay it off. And when you see that, I mean, and you have children and you have bills, that adds a lot to your stress level. So if you can find a career, and I always tell people, had I known about this niche, Perhaps I would have been a plumber or an electrical person first and then gone to law school because I would have had a large portion of my career paid off. And perhaps I wouldn't have had to go to law school because, you know, most of the trades make a very, very good living. And, you know, they also are travelers. And the United Association, uh, at least for the plumbers and pipe fitters, also has a group out in Australia and, and, and also Canada. Wow. So you can travel throughout the United States. You can go to Australia and get jobs. In fact, they have a Facebook page of women in construction in Australia hmm. and also Canada. So you can you know do a lot of different things in your career if you want to travel and go to different places. But I always tell people is that in the skilled trades, at least it's the other college career path because it's five years. College is four years. Mm -hmm. uh, college, if you don't have a scholarship, I was fortunate I had a scholarship. I didn't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you don't have a scholarship, you come out debt free and you go to work for a contractor. For example, a mechanical contractors association, we represent over 200 contractors. So you go to the union hall, you, you know, and you get a job. You might be there, you know, six months, depending on the project. Or you could be one of the studies that work for a contractor for a few years. Yeah. But in the process, once you get the apprenticeship, you know, some of the uh, trades will pay for your associate's degree. And the more you go to school within the trades, the more valuable you become to your employers. And when you go to a, a college and get your associates, or some of them have four-year degrees, uh, they become project managers. They become estimators. They become... Uh, CAD operators, I think that's still... <laughs> There's a lot of different technologies now in computer sciences that are being applied to the trades. 
So you could look at a building that's being built and have uh, an imaging of the building that tells you with 3D where everything, all the infrastructure is going to go. And they need people, you know, with that uh, skill set to do it. And if you are making yourself available to that knowledge, you'll have a good living. Sure. But the more education you have, and I think that's applicable no matter where, law, doctors, or right. uh any any other career, the more education you have, you know, the more powerful, the more value you're going to be in the industry. You know, I, I'm sure there are young people and adults listening and even parents are listening to say, OK, you know, that sounds really good. Um, no student debt, no debt uh, to pay back. But somebody's paying. How is that? How, how is it that a, a person can get into the apprenticeship program and and, and learn this skill, learn this trade? And be debt free. Where's the money? Because it costs. I'm, I'm sure you know the machines and the teaching and all that cost. So how does that happen? That's incorporated within the business structure of the union apprenticeship plan. Through the union apprenticeship, there's contributions made by, you know, everyone in that industry towards the education of their fellows coming through. Wow. Also, contractors will contribute a certain amount of money, you know, towards the education. Plus, you know, once you go with a contractor, uh, there's uh, specialty areas. For example, if you serve on their trust, they'll pay for the, uh, in the trust uh, uh, education classes that you can attend. And that makes you more financially astute if that's the area you want to go to or health. Uh, there's different uh, international foundation in conjunction with many of the uh, MCA organizations and the unions have classes in these areas that will fine tune your skills mm -hmm. if you serve on the trust, you know, from the union side and also the management side. So there's a lot to it in this industry and it's a very uh, fine niche that not too many people know about. And I, you know, I, I always tell the story of a young man that I met and he had a college degree from the University of Chicago and was working at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And I says, what are you going to do with that? And he says, well, I says, it's a movie thing. And we do like, you know, movies, commercials, lighting. I says, you know, you sound like you could uh, work for the IBW or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was in California. And I says, I don't know the director. I says, but I'll you know, give you all the information. You have to study for the test. It's one of the hardest tests. Start studying six months out. Introduce yourself to the director of the school and take the test. And he followed all the steps, got into the apprentice program, and now he's working as a dirty person and making very good money out in California somewhere, wiring prisons and wiring wow. buildings. And there's another young man at a career fair that Prudence was indicating uh, access for all. And he wanted to be a plumber. And I indicated to him, what's your background? Do you have plumbing? Have you worked in plumbing? Mm -hmm. He says, no. He says, I graduated from the University of Michigan. I said, Ann Arbor? He says, yes. I said, what kind of degree do you have? He says, oh, English and history. I says, well, that kind of routes you into either psychology, perhaps, maybe going to law school yeah. or some other uh, uh, career path that those English teacher or history teacher is, but I want to be a plumber. I says, well, take the test, you know, come interview and then go for it. And he's in, in our apprentice program and he graduated from the University of Michigan. So not all people <laughs> with college degrees find their passion in the field that they chose while yeah. they go into college. It's a lot. It's, I always tell people it's a journey, not a destination. And and you know, we, I talk with um, uh, Prudence about the sisterhood and the brotherhood. Mm -hmm. You know, it is really when you talk about the other um, journeymen, the people that who are contributing 
to the education mm-hmm. of those who come behind them, the different companies. Mm-hmm. It's really an investment. It's really an investment. Yes. And that's why it, you know, it's a long-term career path. It's, it's a career, not just a job. And when you think about you know, the investment that employers make, that the union makes, you know, once you get in there, they really don't want you to leave. Right, they, and they want you to do well. <laughs> and they want you to do well. And they're going to, if you do well and invest in yourself, they're going to invest in you more. And that's why I always tell people to, you know, try the pre-apprentice programs like Access for All, like Sarah Metro. And in the Latino community, they really, you know, don't, you know, there's many people in construction, but not in the union construction where many of the benefits are. Yes. And that's important for the word to get out in, in the Latino community. But uh, when you think about the investment, I says try a pre-apprentice program, try Ser Metro, try Access for All, because you know sometimes, like as you were explaining, when you were a child, you see people hanging down from buildings <laughs> yeah. uh, in construction, and I always tell people, I mean, it's almost like being an industrial athlete. Because, I mean, you have to be fit. You have to be able to, you know, think on your feet when Mm -hmm. you're doing these things. And when you look at a building, a skyscraper, you don't think of really the people that built it. You just see the image of the building. Yes. But when you look at all the people, all the trades that work there, the electrical, the cement masons, the the plumbers, the pipe fitters, the the, uh, the, uh, sheet metal, so many, and uh, bricklayers. And they all have a very specialized skill. And many of them have come up, you know, they're, you know, some of them are supervisors and foremen. But ultimately, when you see a building, you have to see all the people that have put it together. And they weren't just people that were not good at their trade. Laura Kopak, it is so great to talk with you. Thank you so much for oh, being part of this. Thank you. And we appreciate you being here. Thank, thank you, you very much. Uh, I'm Lloyd Jackson. This has been Building the Future Podcast, sponsored by Mechanical Contractors Association, MCA Detroit.